Why is it that Chabad does not eat a formal meal for Shalash Sudas, for the third meal on Shabbos? But we do make a point of eating something. Because once we explore it, the logic says if you're not having bread, maybe you should have nothing at all. That's from this week's parasha. From the Mposuk, Vayom Moshe Chlu Ayom Kishabas Ayom Lashem. When Moshe Abena says in this week's parasha, eat the mon today, because today is Shabbos to Hashem. Ayom Eloisim Tzu'u Basode. Today you will not find fresh mon in the fields. So, Vashtay Dreimel Devort Hayom says the word Hayom today three times in the Pasuk. And so therefore, Benagia Achidas Amon B'Shabbos, speaking about eating the mon on Shabbos. From here we learn, This is the source that the Gemara uses to teach us that we're supposed to eat three meals over the course of Shabbos. And of course, the definition of a meal is that we wash and have bread. Right? That's how you have a meal, is that you have bread. But when it comes to that third meal on Shabbos, there's actually a debate in the Shulchan Aruch whether or not you need bread. The different halachic authorities debate. There is the series of opinions that say that you have to have bread at the, the, the third meal like any other meal. And un yesh and then there are those who are lenient. Key word over here. They are lenient. That you could actually use anything that you'd say the bracha mazonas for, which is a cake or pretzels or things like that, because they're also considered mazon, a staple food. But yesh mekilin oid, and some people are even more lenient than that. That you can actually eat the kind of thing that would accompany bread at a meal. And that would be good enough. Like meat or fish, etc. And some people are even more uh, lenient than that. That all you need is to have some fruit for the third meal, and that is sufficient. So, what do we do practically? So the Alter Rebbe in Yisroch Aruch says something that may jar us as Chabadnikim. We shouldn't rely on any of these leniencies. Unless there is no alternative. For example, the Alter Rebbe says, let's say that a person had a large lunch and they're feeling overstuffed and they can't eat bread again at the Surah Shlishas. That would be an excuse not to eat bread. But outside of that, you should have bread at the third meal. Now, why is that surprising to us? Because we know what the meaning of our Rebbeim is. They, by and large, did not have bread for the third meal. In fact, they would just taste something, just have a nibble, and that would be sufficient. So how do we go from the Alter Rebbe saying you really should not be lenient unless you're in a position that would be uncomfortable to eat bread at the third meal Outside of that, you should have bread to our custom, which is just to have a something. So the time our davar is, the explanation that's always given is, you have to understand the nature of this third meal. Look at the, firstly, the language. The language of the Pasuk says, hayoim, three times in the Pasuk, and the third meal obviously relates to the third time. Well, look at the language of the Pasuk. It says, this is the word hayoim, which has a negative word associated with it. The day you will not find the the the, uh, the mon out in the field. <coughs> right? There's the negation of finding the mon. So how do you recognize the fact that there'll be no mon on a Shabbos 
And that's in the third hayom of the Pasuk. When you come to the third meal, which is associated with the third hayom, you don't eat bread at that meal to remind us that the mon did not fall on Shabbos. Right? In the same way as there was no mon that actually fell fresh on Shabbos. That's the technical explanation. Then there's a deep explanation. Chassidus gives a deeper perspective on this. The third meal on Shabbos is a taste of how things will be in the future when Mashiach is here. Like the Bach also quotes, it's not only in Chassidus. What kind of reality will happen in the future when Mashiach comes? The reality of the Messianic age, or at least the more advanced stages of the Messianic age, are that there's no eating, there's no drinking. And the Amshoch is demoed from Chinas Ayin Veshtet Mechayet. And like Rabbeinu Bechayet tells us, where we will find our nourishment at that time in the, in the time of Mashiach is from a state of Ayin, things that don't exist in the physical or even in the spiritual plane. So the rib is oichdisud, and it can the regular. So it's not going to be a normal meal because this is a meal that gives us a foretaste of the time where there are no meals and where we link into a source of nourishment that is beyond that which can be defined. So we focus in this meal on the lack of or the not finding the bread. We don't eat bread; we just have something to be yotzer to fulfill the obligation of this meal. Okay. So we've got halacha that seems to indicate you should have bread, and we have chasidus that seems to indicate this day, that this part of the meal is way beyond the principle of, of eating, and it's way beyond the experience of bread, and therefore you shouldn't have bread. Now, they need to come together somehow. The entire Torah is a single harmonious Torah. The halachic legal side of the Torah and the spiritual primus of Torah are all one Torah. In other words, every part of Torah has to dovetail with every other part of Torah and has to represent a single entity. So therefore, you have to conclude that when great individuals like our Rebbeim follow a particular mode of conduct because of spiritual principles of Torah, if that's the way they choose proactively to behave, that's not because there's a loophole in halacha that allows it, and they're choosing now to take the loophole. It has to be that what they're doing is 100% aligned with the first uh, offering, the first principle of halacha. In that case, we have to understand, so from a spiritual perspective, looking through the lens of Hasidus, we understand that the third meal of Shabbos is beyond conventional eating, which is good reason not to have bread at that meal. But in the language of Shulchan Aruch, this is mekilin, this is a leniency. To the extent that the Alter Rebbe writes in his Shulchan Aruch, we shouldn't rely on these leniencies. Unless the circumstances are such that a person is overeaten, and therefore it's actually uncomfortable to have this third meal with bread. How do we reconcile the halacha indicating that it is a major leniency not to have bread at the third meal on Shabbos with the attitude of Hasidus that this is the ideal? Not to, to that we dafka avoid having bread at the third meal. So the explanation is: let's understand why we have these meals in the first place. 
But in the mitzvah, Achilas Shalosh Shudas B'Shabbos, Dr. Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe explains the reason we have three meals on Shabbos is that mitzvah Seuda is Shabbos Eino Elo Bishvil Oinek. The Alter Rebbe makes it clear in Shulchan Aruch that the only reason we have the meals on Shabbos is that we should enjoy Shabbos. Does taste in other words as by the alas drais to the Shabbos is the chiv nit etzim or chiluf from paskir shele atzma. That means halachically, the requirement is not the eating of bread. Like, for example, on Pesach, the requirement is the eating of matzah. No. No, the inyan ha'oyneg vasindem. The mitzvah is the enjoyment of the food that you eat on Shabbos. The fizeh, in other words, as bi'ala suda Shabbos is zeret sivoy fabunu mit oyneg or nit mit achila kishel atzma. Once we appreciate that all of the meals of Shabbos are all about the enjoyment and pleasure that we have from the meal, rather than the requirement to check a box of saying, I ate the right foodstuffs, is in if there is any situation where a person has the opposite of pleasure, a person has pain from eating a particular foodstuff, not only is he exempt, so let's say a person gets a very bad reaction, they have a gluten intolerance or whatever the case is, that's not an alachic psak, but that's right, so they now can't eat bread because it's going to make them feel terrible, not only are they exempt, but no nachmer estachiv nitzesen. They're actually obligated not to eat that food on Shabbos. On the last of Flat Nebel in Tzach Letzaris Atzmele Chol Mein Tefsher, and look at the language that the Alter Rebbe says, which is that you do not have to cause yourself distress by eating a food which is painful for you. We can understand that to mean as a dafnit and kimatornit that you are exempt, and actually you specifically shouldn't eat the food because the objective is to enjoy Shabbos, and you eating that food is going to be the opposite of enjoyment. It will undo the purpose. But as Achille is the Hefechinyonim from Surah Shabbos, Hefechoinik, because eating that food, it might be Chala, is actually the opposite of what the objective of eating the food was, i.e., to enjoy Shabbos. Al Derech, Vidal Tereb, Shabbat Ferris, Beshaikh, Vinin, Fontainus, and Hedra Achille, Beshabbos. And as Al Tereb says clearly when it comes to the concept of fasting or avoiding food on Shabbos. As Adam let's say that there's a person that has a condition where eating food is actually bad for them health-wise or physically. You know, it's the physical feeling. So what does he say? Then his pleasure on Shabbos comes from not eating. Such a person is not required to eat all these foods that we have on Shabbos, and it could even be that it's forbidden for this person to eat food that's going to cause discomfort. So that would be talking about a person who eating on the whole is uncomfortable or bad for them. Now we can get into the specifics of what you eat. Let's say that a person felt pain from eating bread, specifically now. Is by that person's obligation to celebrate Shabbos is by not eating bread, because because if he is going to eat bread, then he will be undermining the whole purpose of why we eat meals on Shabbos, which is to enjoy Shabbos. And for this person, it's the opposite of enjoyment. Using that logic. We could understand why we, as Hasidim, do not eat bread at the third meal on Shabbos. The fact that the Shulchan Aruch mandates that you're supposed to eat bread at the third meal is as Dafka ven by We know that the only time I'm supposed to have bread at the third or the first or second meal of Shabbos is if it's going to give me pleasure. 
But if a person does not derive pleasure from eating bread, why wouldn't you? As in the Zeit von is because this person knows with absolute confidence and belief that that time of the day, the third meal of Shabbos, Raiva derive in the highest state of the Ebishtas, so to speak, will and 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 attachment to the world is made So the person knows absolutely that you know what's energizing this time of the day? Ayin, a, a, a definition, an element of godliness that is beyond what we could capture in on a menu. And the person is conscious of the fact that the third meal of Shabbos is actually this kind of dynamics that we normally experience on Yom Kippur, which is the ultimate Shabbos, as this time of Shabbos is the ultimate phase within the 24 hours of Shabbos. And we know that this is a meal which is a taste of the time of Mashiach, a time where there will be no eating and no drinking. So I know this. I know all of this information. And I believe it to be true. On the far as far as therefore it is uncomfortable for me to eat bread at a time where I should have the sensitivity to the fact that there's this great spiritual energy about. Then that person is not required to eat bread at the third meal. It's quite similar to the reason we don't sleep in a sukkah, because a person is pained by the fact that you know that there's supposed to be this great makif and dabina going on in the sukkah, this tremendous spiritual energy that shouldn't allow you to sleep. So it's uncomfortable to sleep. I mean, star potim in a sukkah, similar kind of concept over here where the person is not required to eat the bread, because it's uncomfortable for me that I'm eating bread at a time which is supposed to be so much beyond eating. That person would not have an obligation to eat bread at the third meal. To the contrary, a person who is uncomfortable with the thought of eating bread at a time that is supposed to be an energy beyond eating, shouldn't eat bread because that will cause distress. And But in order to fulfill the requirement to have a third meal, so you have something, you eat something light. Now we understand why the Rebbeim would just taste something in order to fulfill the requirement to eat a third meal. Because the Rebbeim were conscious of the energy of Sudoshlishes, that this is not a time for eating. And therefore it was uncomfortable for real for them to actually eat bread at that time. And we as Chassidim were connected in a meaningful way to our Rebbeim. We learn their Torah, we want to apply their principles in our lives, we follow their conduct, and therefore we also don't eat bread at the third meal. Brilliant, beautiful explanation. But we just have one question. And it should be a fairly obvious question. If the whole reason we're not having bread at the third meal is because that's a time where the energy that radiates is an energy that is, div- that is divorced from food, that is beyond the eating process. We shouldn't be eating anything at that time. It should be like Yom Kippur when it is forbidden to eat. 
that you have to taste something, even if it's just fruit. Either this is a time to eat, in which case we should have bread, or it's a time which is beyond eating, in which case we should have words of Torah. So there are various places in Hasidus that indicate, the reason why we still make a point of tasting some kind of a food in the afternoon of Shabbos, which is obviously very different to Yom Kippur when it's forbidden to eat at all, it's not because the third meal is such an important thing that we have to commemorate it. But to the contrary, it's because the third meal on Shabbos is not yet the state of the spirituality of Moshiach's times. It's just a taste of that state. That's what it would apply, imply, right? So the reason we eat something is because we're not there yet. We, we are conscious of the fact that this energy exists and that it's a taste of the world to come, but we're not there yet, so we still eat something. That's in most places in Chassidus. But there is a note from the Friedrich Rebbe, in the name of the Rebbe Hashabbat, the fact that the third meal of Shabbos, which is associated with Hayoim Loi, the day that there's an absence of bread, indicating that we don't have to have bread at that meal, but we still have to taste something. And then he quotes a statement from the Gemara, which seems to indicate that there's a tremendous value in eating something at that third meal. Rabbi Yossi famously says in Gemara Shabbos, my portion in the world should be amongst those who eat three meals on Shabbos. The way the Friedrich Rebbe writes it in the name of the Rebbe Rashab, that you are required to taste some food. And then quotes Rabbi Yosef in the Gemara says that there's obviously a positive connotation. I wish for my portion to be amongst those who eat three meals. That implies that the fact that we eat something at the third meal is not just because we're not quite at the stage of Mashiach yet, but because there's a value and an advantage in having some kind of food at that third meal. Now, in order to understand that, there's something about Rabbi Yossi's statement itself that doesn't seem to make sense. And once we decode that, we'll understand why we dafka have something to eat on a Shabbos afternoon. It's interesting that the Rebbe Rashab would have quoted Rabbi Yossi in the Gemara to prove the point that we should eat something on Shabbos afternoon. Because if the Rebbe Rashab had been trying to convince us that we should follow the halachic requirement to have a third meal, then instead of bringing Rabbi Yossi, you should have brought the halachic statement that you're supposed to have a third meal on Shabbos afternoon. And if the Rebbe Rashab wants to give us a spiritual reason why we should be tasting something on Shabbos afternoon, how does Rabbi Yossi illustrate that there's a spiritual advantage to having some food on Shabbos afternoon? 
In order to understand that, let's analyze what Rabbi Yossi is saying. Because the Chayra is Nitmuv and Rabbi Yossi's statement itself actually doesn't seem to make sense. The same Gemara where Rabbi Yossi is quoted states clearly that there's a mandate to eat three meals on Shabbos. So what's Rabbi Yossi saying? I wish I was amongst those who eat three meals on a Shabbos. It's required to eat three meals on a Shabbos. So the Masha is my forish. As the time was Rabbi Yossi had gizok yechelki mechli shalosh sudas chulei. So the Masha says the reason Rabbi Yossi says that I wish to be amongst those who eat three meals. On Azayich zayin zogni yechelki bechama ender in yonim basven dot gibrachting gemara as well as other things that while the gemara is on the topic also quotes Rabbi Yossi says I wish for my for my portion to be amongst those people. Says the Masha is kidei lezores as Rabbi Yossi. That is to encourage people to be more alert and more enthusiastic about eating these three meals. Now that also doesn't seem absolutely clear. Let's say that there was something in Judaism that is an extra way of doing things or uh, something beyond the letter of the law. Then it would make sense. Then it would make sense to say, I wish that I followed that conduct because that would create enthusiasm for something which isn't required. But if something is clearly required, why would it be necessary to say, I wish I could do it? Because that will encourage people to do it. What do you mean wish to do it? You have to do it. And we can't excuse this by saying, that Rabbi Yossi just wanted to help us to have the foresight to be able to plan our meals accordingly so we don't overeat at the lunchtime and not be able to have Shalosh Maybe that's what Rabbi Yossi's whole point, right? To say, don't overeat at lunch so that you can at least be amongst those great people who get to eat three meals on Shabbos. That's definitely not his motivation. It's quite obvious that after a few Shabbos you realize you've got to tone it down at lunch so that you still have space to eat a third meal. You don't need Rabbi Yossi making this grandiose statement, I wish that I had the portion of people to eat three meals in order to get us to uh, watch our, our, our intake. The explanation is much deeper than this. When we talk about the fact that in the future world there's no eating and drinking, we dare not mistake that to mean that the value and greatness of the human body of a Jewish person becomes undermined, God forbid, at a time where there's no eating and drinking. We shouldn't think that the body disappears or becomes less important. What we do mean to say is that the element that keeps the nutrition, that keeps the body and soul together in that future age of Mashiach will not be food. Food is not going to be the glue that keeps the Nisham in the body. Especially we know that Chassidus follows the view of the Ramban, not the Rambam. That the ultimate state of the future is after the resurrection, when neshamas are reintroduced into bodies. Because the Jewish human physical body is incredibly special, incredibly valuable. With that in mind, we could say as follows. That's why we have to have some kind of food at the third meal on Shabbos, because it 
illustrates this greatness. In other words, that third meal on Shabbos is the sampling that we have of the time of not just Moshiach, but the ultimate state of Moshiach. And we want to emphasize that even in that time, when there isn't conventional eating and drinking, there is still a physical body that partakes and is the key in the experience of whatever reward or revelation that Hashem has to give us at that time. So the human body has to, in that meal that is the sample of the time of Moshiach, that meal, the human body has to get some benefit from it. You've got to taste something. At the same time that you experience no bread, indicating there's a taste of not actually eating. So there's this paradoxical state. I'm not eating bread because this is a taste of the time of Mashiach when there's not conventional eating. But I'm eating something to remind us that the human body is a key component of that incredible time of Mashiach. It's clear in a number of places, as the Sudas Leviyosan, the great messianic meal we describe with the Leviyosan and the Sher Habar, these incredible creatures that David is going to prepare. Vetzayin Asu'ud Gashmis is a physical meal. Yes, it represents all kinds of deep spiritual interactions as well, but it's a physical meal. So to allude to the fact that the human Jewish body will partake in the special meal and will experience the great revelations of the time of Mashiach. That's why we eat something at the third meal, the third meal being the one that is associated with the time of Mashiach, which is beyond eating. The Rebbe, however, says this is a tremendous insight and innovation that needs some kind of a Torah source. Um, and, and then uh, we, just to, to go back, the Bach, we did say, mentioned before that there is the, that the, the Suda Shlishis is a taste of the Suda of the Leviathan and Shabbat that will happen in the time of Mashiach. So maybe that's a little bit of a clue to, to this principle. Of Oymek Yosef Yeshloimer, we're going to take it one notch deeper. And that is the fact that we paskin like the Ramban, that the ultimate state of the world after Mashiach comes is humans with neshamas inside bodies. The reason for that is is because in the time of Mashiach we will get to appreciate the advantage that the body has even over the neshama. To the extent that in many places in Hasidus we are told that the body will nourish the neshama in the time of Mashiach. And one of the reasons, or the key reason is, because the human body, the physical state of the human being, is the part of us that is unconscious of the fact that there's a creator. The neshama is absolutely conscious of the fact that there's a creator. The body is what allows us to think we're independent. I exist because I exist. Without being consciously aware all the time that there's an Abisha creating me. And that might be a very negative thing in our world because people can become very self-centered and think that they're independent of Hashem. But in a perfect world, in Mashiach, that is an illustration of the fact that the body is plugged into Hashem's essence. The reason that the body feels that it exists independently is because it's connected to Hashem's essence that truly exists independently. And the neshama will benefit from being plugged into the body to be able to have that perspective when Mashiach comes. And with that in mind, we can refer back to that third meal we have on a Shabbos afternoon.
And then was this Musaina Kopanim the Tima Koshi, the fact that we have to eat something. That illustrates the greatness, the greatness of the body, the greatness of having a physical interaction. And because we are highlighting the greatness of the human body, that is more reason why this meal is a meal that highlights the state as the world will be in its perfect state in Olam Haba after Mashiach and after Trias Mason. And this is the Kabbalah Primis and Divir Rabbi Yossi, which is the deeper meaning of what Rabbi Yossi was telling us. His message is, I wish to be part of those people who eat at the three meals of Shabbos. Not the three bread meals or formal meals. He doesn't say, from the people who eat bread or eating something at the three meals. The eating at that third meal of Shabbos should be a pleasure, should be something enjoyable. Because that enjoyment that I have from that little bit of, uh, of food that I eat on a Shabbos afternoon at the third meal, that will be the taste of the experience of the Neshama and specifically the experience of the body and what it adds to the Neshama when Mashiach comes. That's why Dafka the Rebbe Ashab quoted Rabbi Yossi to tell us that we have to have something on Shabbos afternoon. The fact that Rabbi Yossi says, despite the Torah indicating that Hayoim, the third Hayoim, Loi, is not a time for bread, still he says, I want to be one of those people who eats something. Rabbi Yossi thereby empowered us that we can eat something at the third meal of Shabbos afternoon in a positive way, in a way that is an advantage for us. Such an advantage that you wish to have the opportunity. Not only are we not taking away from the fact that this is supposed to be such an elevated spiritual time where you don't need food. To the contrary, it is an illustration of the greatness of the time of Mashiach when the body will nourish the Neshama as right now at the end of Shabbos, that holy time we're feeding the body because the body has the resource that will be released in the time of Mashiach to elevate the Neshama and it should happen. Take care, Umiyad Mamish.